Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are working remotely this weekend, but we're putting together a really good episode for you for number 164. We're going to talk about some things that coaches can do relative to getting more softball in on a daily basis when we're playing games, especially in time limit situations. Before we get into that topic, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website, and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Let's also talk about supporting everything fast pitch with patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can help us, and we've talked about this now for months, Coach Don and I are really in a position where we need more donors. We need more people to come on board as patrons. If you're in a position where you can, you see value in what we're doing, you want us to be able to keep doing it, we really need more people to get on board. We're talking about $5, 10 or $20 a month. It's just like any other crowdfunding group kind of thing. You know, If a lot of people contribute a little, it makes a big difference, and that's really what we're asking for. And we've got thousands of people that listen. We'd like more of you if you can to help us when, when you can and, and contribute by becoming patrons, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, we've talked a lot about time limits, how much time is wasted, things that uh, are going on in the game that uh, are cutting into the amount of time that the kids actually get to play. I have a new pet peeve, something I want us to talk about as kind of a, a way to get into this discussion. And what I want our coaches to start doing is lobbying the tournaments, lobbying the tournament directors, that the game clock should start when the game actually starts, not when we start having the meeting at home plate. Because one of the things that I, I see is we start the clock when the coaches get to home plate to start the pregame meeting, and then we'll see some chit-chatting, some cracking up, some jokes being exchanged, you know, some, you know, some good old fun times being had, but the whole time that clock is still running, and if we're spending five, six, eight, ten minutes in a in a meeting, that's that much less time that the kids are actually getting to place. The first thing in, in coach prepping on this topic was you know, we need to start lobbying the tournament directors. And again, I know that it means we're probably going to have to pay a little bit more in an entry fee. It means that they're going to have to be willing to play you know, one less game a day on the schedule. But all that stuff to me would be worth it to get a chance to play a little bit more softball while we're supposed to be playing. Well, Tori, that makes a big difference to me if, if my daughter's hitting seventh in the lineup and, you know, they spend that six, eight, ten minutes, you know, during that meeting, there's at least two or three more at-bats we could have had for, for my daughter in that particular game. or And if that happened in every game and she hit seventh in every game, I mean, that's four, five, six more at-bats during that day that my daughter would get as well. And I don't know, right. you know, how much productive things are accomplished at that home plate meeting, but while everybody's loading into the dugouts, they could be, you know, having that meeting and having that complete so that, you know, as soon as the kids get out there for their warm up pitches, we're ready to go. Yeah. No, and to me, one of the things that I think that the home plate meeting can be an important thing in certain settings, 
But if we're playing, let's say, in a showcase event where the score is not supposed to really count, winning and losing is not really supposed to count, there basically are no rules about substitution for the most part. Most people will stick with their batting order, but a lot of showcases, a specific coach, college coach shows up to watch that I've seen coaches grab the kid out of the dugout and send him up to the plate to just get one at bat because that college coach is there to watch him play and those kinds of things. Sure. Um, your point is an important one. You know, the number of games that I've coached in travel ball, and I've only been coaching travel ball for a few years, but the number of games that we've played where kids only get one at bat, especially like you said, the sixth, seventh, eighth on down hitters are only getting one at bat a game is way more than the opposite of that discussion where they get two or three. And to me, that's a, a really frustrating thing because you're not getting enough time at the plate. You're not getting a chance to ever even make an adjustment because well, let's say you hit in the third inning and then time runs out in the fifth inning. You never had a chance to even get back up to the plate unless your team is is just rolling and, and you know scoring tons of runs. The fact that it might end, end up meaning one more at bat a game for kids towards the bottom of the lineup, I think it's an important thing for us to be considering. You know, from a coach's perspective, I know a lot of the tournaments are very expensive. You know, some of the events are, are costing a lot of money. But if I was presented with the, the option of we're going to have three less teams, we're going to have two less games a day, whatever it is, so that we can have a little bit more time to play and get a little bit more softball in the day, but it's going to cost you an extra X number of dollars me, that extra X number of dollars would be a really good investment. I'd be happier with that than this mad dash to try to squeeze as many games in and, and to, you know, four speed, you know, schedule, which doesn't really allow for a whole lot of what feels like real softball in that. Now we've talked about this in the past, that there's other culprits besides the tournament directors in the schedule that cause problems with time limit. You know, we allow the kids to waste too much time and we as coaches waste too much time with meetings and discussions and mound visits and stuff like that. And, and all that stuff has its time and place. We're also contributing to the problem of not getting to play very much softball in some of these time limit situations because of those things too. Tori, I think, you know, as you're explaining a lot of that, something comes to mind to me is that when we are playing against a team that's really challenging or tough and what you said about not getting a chance to make any adjustments, I want to be playing in those games that are, are very tough. And I might have had a really tough first at bat, and it might be one, two, three innings. And I don't get a chance to get up that second time to have made my adjustment during a really competitive setting when our team is hammering a bunch of runs through and we're facing somebody that's not as, as tight a competition and I'm getting extra at bats. That's not really the at bats that I need. I need the ones that are, are challenging that I am making adjustments and you know, trying to, to battle my way into a, a better scenario. Um, but I don't get a chance to because of time limit. Well, one of the things like when I'm working with kids in lessons that we talk about is that your focus has to be so strong that you have to be prepared every at bat. Because in, in you know, the lesson setting, if you take a really jacked up swing and then you make an adjustment, and then the second swing is great. You know, obviously you're good at making adjustments. You're good at you know, making corrections. But if it was a real life situation for the game situation, the first swing that you took is a pop up to the shortstop. And now you got to go sit in the dugout for a really long time before you get a chance to show everybody, hey, I'm really good at making adjustments. To your point, where we have a lot of players that are, are gaining the knowledge, I think they have some understanding. They have the ability to do some things to show that they figured out what they did wrong. But when you got to wait till 
three o'clock game to and halfway through the three o'clock game to get your next at bat of the day against a different pitcher in a different game. I don't know for sure that anybody can appreciate the fact that you figured out what you did wrong, that you made a fix that's going to allow you to be successful. You know, the whole idea of uh, our coaches starting to lead the charge that it's okay to spend a little bit more money to get a little bit more softball and you know, be, be okay with you know, offering that suggestion when you're, when you're talking to tournament directors. You know, cause a lot of times tournament directors will ask you what you thought. Did you enjoy the tournament? Be honest with them. Say, you know, the hour and 15-minute time limit is really not good. I'd be happy to pay extra money, figure out what, what the cost is to play an hour and a half game. Or get and, five, five games instead of seven. One of the things we always hear from our umpiring friends, you know, that they don't want to do the really long games because it costs them money because basically they're getting sure. paid per game. So if they can do seven games in a day, obviously they make more money than if they would do five games in a day. Up but we have to pay. build that into that's mm-hmm. why we're paying more money so we can pay the umpires more. So let's say on a really busy day, an umpire makes, let's say, 150 bucks for the day. You know, they work seven games, they make $150. Well, we need to tell them, okay, you're going to work five games. They're going to be longer games, but you're still going to make your 150 or, you know, even you know, better case scenario, we're going to pay you 175 so that it feels like it's more worth your time to work the longer, better games. You know, I think that there's, you know, there's always a give and take. There's always a trade-off, but I think it starts with coaches and them, you know, beating the drum that we want to play longer games. We want to play more games. You know, the idea of uh, we want to play more innings. The idea of playing more games, but playing shorter games to get them in. When we think about an, an individual player perspective, it doesn't really, you know, add up to them feeling like they got more money's worth. You know, and, and, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that hopefully coaches are doing some things with the lineup so that the number seven hitter isn't always the number seven hitter. Right. You know, so maybe we pick up where we left off, and so if the, you know, if the number seven hitter is the on deck hitter and the time expires. But the next game, she leads off the game, so she gets the next at bat. Yeah, you know, those kinds of things I think are also things that coaches can be doing. When you start to look at it, and you play five or six games for the weekend, and you have players that have had five or, that are in the starting lineup that are playing, you know, pretty much the whole time, and they have as many at bats as you played games. Then yeah. you got to wonder: is is the seven game guarantee really all that meaningful when my number nine hitter has eight at bats for the whole weekend? Well, and if we spend more time packing up our dugout, moving to another field and setting up for another game and spend more time doing that than we do hitting, then a little counterproductive. And very, very frustrating. So it's up to us now. We got to train coaches. We got to start politicking. We got to start campaigning. We got to start working on trying to resolve this. So let's see if we can't make some progress on that front. So that's going to wrap up episode number 164. Um, Coach Don and I really appreciate you listening to Coach Prep. If you have questions, suggestions, or ideas, please make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. We really like to talk about topics that you're interested in. It also gives you an opportunity to let us know how we're doing. I also want to make sure that you support Anderson Bat and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Again, if you're in a position where you can help us out, Coach Don and I desperately need more patrons. So please. Uh, check out patreon.com and uh, go ahead and get yourself signed up to be a, a patron um, and help us keep everything fast pitching coach prep alive. That's going to wrap up episode number 164 for coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.